1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The Scottish Football League's only acceptable position will be to place Rangers FC into the third division of the Iron Brew Scottish Football League. The lifeline, the lifeline of our, our great football club is every one of you in this stadium and with your support along the way we will get back to where we belong. You look at the size of the club, the history and tradition of the club, we're very aware of that. So. It's a, it's a challenge for us, it's one we're going to look forward to and relish and hopefully embrace and look to take the club forward. On behalf of myself and the, my two colleagues standing beside me here, I think we've come a long road and I think the Rangers fans have suffered for quite a few years now. For too long! And the dogs bark and the caravan passes. The caravan keeps moving, the caravan keeps going. That means that we are focusing our work, we are focusing our in our job. Derek McInnes has knocked back Rangers and will remain as Aberdeen's manager. Dybrook's club wanted the Batodri boss, but six weeks to the day since Pedro Cachinha left, the search for a new manager goes on. I've always said that you should aspire to be the best you possibly can be. If I do the best job I can, hopefully I make it relatively simple for the board moving forward. The bottom line is the Scottish Premiership leads the football agenda all over Britain tonight and that is why the appointment of Steven Gerrard at Rangers is so important Bring it on Bring it on I don't mind being under pressure I knew that before I decided to become Rangers manager Steven Gerrard is the Rangers manager the Liverpool legend arrives on a four year deal Gary McAllister will come as his assistant and he has a simple message for the Rangers fans let's go Really, really happy and proud right now. At the same time, I want to try and stay controlled and, and humble because obviously it's not confirmed as of yet, but I think everyone knows it's 99.9% done. Dundee United nil, Celtic nil, the full-time score at Tanadice. Celtic can't make it a decade of dominance. Their stronghold on Scottish Premiership is officially over and Rangers are the champions. Any Rangers player, any staff, any manager that's been with us right through this journey, starting with Alan McCoy's and everybody in between, Jimmy Nichols, Stuart McCall, I thank every single one of them to the late Sandy Jardin. Rest in peace, son, we've done it. Their minimum requirement was to get to 10 in a row, they've failed. Their minimum requirement was to stop 10 in a row, we've won. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on a title-winning weekend for Rangers. A first league win in 10 years was secured when Celtic were held by Dundee United yesterday. Stephen Gerrard's men did their part on Saturday with yet another convincing win, this time against St Mirren. Elsewhere, Ross County, Motherwell and St Johnston were the other big winners in a dramatic weekend of Scottish football. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans. Well, Alec, I've rarely known a weekend like it And I've known a few weekends, believe me Rangers did what Rangers uh, have always done this season They overwhelmed St Mirren and kept a clean sheet 
Celtic did what they've done this season They shot themselves in the foot By squandering chance after chance Against Dundee United And that's why Rangers are champions But it wouldn't be right To overlook matters off the field The Rangers fans who gathered Outside Ibrox on Saturday Were wrong And the fans who gathered At George Square yesterday Were very wrong Too many people have lost their lives To COVID-19 To dismiss those gatherings As an irrelevance yeah, it was an incredible weekend of football. Gordon St. Johnson's fine form continues with a 1-0 win over uh, Hibs. Ross County pick up a massive three points. Compound Kermanlock's uh, misery. Mother will move in the right direction. Celtic draw a Tannadise effectively ending the league, Gordon. And a big congratulations to Stephen Gerrard and his players because it's a remarkable achievement. What do you make of it, Alex, overall now? Now that it's over the line, you have yeah. been in this show for many years. You've seen a lot of lows over <laughs> over those times um, and perhaps question marks about if this day would ever come and when this day would ever come it's looked inevitable yeah. for a couple of months now you have to say but given that the, the full time whistle at Tannadice yesterday when it all came to a head how did it feel? Absolutely great Gordon from a Rangers perspective uh, it has been a really difficult time a difficult period uh, you have to commend the three bears wrestling the, the club away from Mike Ashley when Stephen Gerrard came in, Gordon, I thought it was a massive job. You, you look at the players that he inherited, I think there was only two that are currently still there. Uh, so it speaks volumes of uh, the, the turnover and the quality and the level. I always speak about the level. I think the way they've gone about their business and the progression over the couple of years, uh, and it's a remarkable achievement because we have factor in the, the budget that Celtic have, the transfer budget that they have, the loan players they can attract, uh, it just shows you the quality that Stephen Gerrard has brought because he is getting the best out of his players. Hugh Keevan, sum up the achievement, the size of it, the significance? Well, I remember, and you've just played it out at the start of the programme there, Gordon, I remember the shock waves that reverberated around the country when uh, Rangers went into administration, followed by liquidation, uh, and then were placed into the bottom tier of Scottish football. In my lifetime, I never thought I would see Rangers begin a season at Peterhead with a draw, uh, and that there were times along the way when I wondered if we would ever see Rangers back in the position that they are in now. But it is to the credit of everyone uh, involved with Rangers this season. The management team of uh, Stephen Gerrard, Michael Beale and Gary McAllister has been first class. The recruitment policy has been first class. The displays on the park have been first class, formidable in defence, formidable in attack. And uh, with the old man of the team, Stephen Davis, orchestrating things from the middle of the park. They have quite simply had a terrific season on and off the park. They are deserved champions. And Alex Ray, never a dull day in Scottish football. The the league win is one thing. And of course, today has been awash with various... Uh, reactions to the celebrations from the Rangers fans about whether they were appropriate and what should have been done and what shouldn't have been done and what police and government and everyone else uh, should have done to combat it. So um, we're in for a a lively two hours, I suspect. I would imagine so, Gordon. I hope it doesn't overtake the actual achievement that Stephen Gerrard has done. I've I've been watching social media as kind of taking a course and and that's the way it happens on social media. But there's a bigger, wider uh, picture to this and obviously Stephen Gerrard... Uh, but obviously we'll have to touch on that as well Throughout the course of the, the evening Whatever you want 0141-951-1025 Let's hear from you right now Rangers fans What about your league win? Sum it all up for us There's a lot to sum up But let's hear from you on the phones Or Twitter at Clyde SSB I won't keep you long Since there's a lot to get through So quickly Monday night Result of the weekend Hugh Got to be uh, Rangers 3 St Mirren 0 The result that put a down payment On 
the end of 10 in a row for Celtic and the beginning of one in a row for Rangers yeah I'm going to go for uh, Ross County's win over Kamarnock Gordon takes them up to 10th position Big Yogi starting to get them playing a tune and running away from that relegation zone uh, goal of the weekend Hugh I'm going for Ryan Kent the first one at Ibrooks. Uh, terrific vision and uh, a wonderful high quality finish yeah, I'm going to go for the Rangers' third goal. Gordon it was about the construction on the left-hand side. The little goal from uh, Aribo gets his uh, on the march, and then you have Ryan Kent with the afterburners overtaking them. Cross to Hadji at the back, and he's got these stuff tap-ins. It was a great team goal. Howler of the weekend. Who, uh, who's getting it? I award, <laughs> I, I award that to Celtic's attackers at Tannadice. They, I think they had 26 chances at goal, uh, and they've drawn a blank. So uh, that was significant in the end. I'm going to go for uh, Kamarnock Gordon It's now nine losses out of the last uh, ten games You know they're in free fall at the moment And they have to do something to arrest us 01419511025 Let's hear from you We'll get stuck straight in with Stephen in Bailiston Stephen sum up your feelings tonight Oh absolutely wonderful Just just ecstatic Gordon uh, you, Good evening to you and um, Alex Hello Then uh, um, Gordon the, the, the whole journey these last 10 years I mean I, I'm 60 years age I'm fortunate enough to, to, to be there when we, we got nine in a row etc I like being part of that journey etc and we, we all thought that was amazing but for us to go down to the third division and having to work our way up you, you, it's like reading a kind of fairy story because it all started with a Mr Green a Mr White taking us down to the doldrums we then had a Mr. A- Mr. Ashley virtually trying to put us to ashes. Then we had a saviour and Mr. King coming in. And then to get us the championship, we brought in a manager with the name Stephen Gerrard. Now, I know that's a wee bit tongue-in-cheek, but the fact of the matter is, is you, even you being the elder statesman, and I've spoke to you and Big DJ, etc., many times over the years, you, you could never imagine even... Even those names, like a Mr. Green and a Mr. White, doing what happened with Rangers, it's all absolutely remarkable. But in the last three years, Gordon, the work, the management team, the work and everything else behind the scenes that Stephen Gerrard did bring in, and it's to his credit, because Alec will know, Auckland Howie and the the stadium itself, the the work, the 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 behind-the-scenes work that uh, Stephen Gerrard got changed, it's absolutely remarkable. And for them to be up against the other the team on the other side of the city, who had all these millions with the, time, the times that they were winning, Rangers came up through the ranks from the very lowest to the very top. And for Gerard to do that, no getting the credit. I don't think he's had enough credit in the sense too many guys were looking at the league over the last two years that wasn't the case Stevie G knew exactly what he was doing because he was building a team that was doing very well in Europe and the reason for that was quite simple teams in Europe play football the players he was bringing in were playing good football but our league a lot of times teams are sitting behind the ball and yes they're quite entitled to do so but the work that the manager and these teams done absolutely brilliant Gordon just Fantastic. Yeah, Hugh, how much credit would you give to Stephen Gerrard? Oh, well, you, you have to start with him. Uh, and also praise uh, the Rangers board of directors for holding them there with Stephen Gerrard because there was a point a year ago when he was on the verge, he was questioning himself and whether he was able to do the job. 
but I go back. Stephen referred to me as the elder statesman. I go back to some years ago when I interviewed uh, David Murray. And David Murray gave me the quote that uh, became famous, if Celtic put down a fiver, I'll put down a tenner. It was typical David Murray bravado. Uh, And it was indicative of where Rangers stood at the time. And then, of course, everything changed. And Rangers mismanaged their own affairs, mismanaged the club, all the way to administration and liquidation. And this is where what the Rangers fans refer to as the journey began in 2012, been a long old road, nine hard years for Stephen and everyone who supports Rangers. Uh, but eventually, this season, spectacularly, they have got it right on and off the park and are simply too formidable for anyone, including Celtic. Does given where Rangers have been, Alex, does this mean that it's now top helicopter Sunday and you only need to stop talking about that <laughs> all, all these years on? Listen, uh, it's, it's a remarkable achievement, Gordon. I've, I've, I've emphasised uh, when the, your opposition have better resources, it's an extremely difficult job. But I think Hugh's absolutely right when you mentioned the broader picture because obviously Stephen Gerrard and his, his backroom team of uh, Gary Mack, Coulson, Milson, Colin Stewart, uh, Ross Wilson came in last year, Gordon. We're not quite sure what you're going to get because you, you're seeing what you could get at Celtic. It's been poor recruitment, so it's been a brilliant year for Ross Wilson and they have to continue with that. Then you have the three Bears who actually kind of wrestled it away, which was a, a turning point really, Gordon, because the club was going nowhere. And she was right again about in terms of giving that support to Stephen Gerrard because I backed him with hard cash. You know, they supported him in the transfer market and when things weren't quite going their way last year, but they obviously seen enough. Gordon, see when I still started three years ago, I was on record as saying that Stephen Gerrard would most certainly raise the standards. The standards had gone so low, you know, the, the level of player that they had as well, with a great respect to them, and they had to raise the bar, and Stephen Gerrard's been able to do that brilliantly. The day I turned up here on, on April 4th, 2018, I actually didn't expect to turn up on day one to 8,000 fans outside the stadium. They had to be brought into the stadium for safety reasons, so I had a real good idea that once we got close or achieved our first big part of success together, which was always going to be the hardest, and, um, I had a good idea about what the reaction was going to be like. Obviously, during the pandemic, you think maybe it wouldn't be like today, but I think what you're seeing today is 10 years of what these sports have been through. I'm delighted for them and uh, really proud of the players. Thank you to Stephen and Bayless. And let's bring in Chris in Dumbarton. How do you feel tonight, Chris? Hi, how are you doing, guys? All right. Um, uh, obviously, absolutely over the moon as a lot of the calls I've been been touching on. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of talk about events outside of football, but I want to kind of try and put it into context and a, a positive note on the the football inside. I kind of what it what it means today and how I put it in perspective. Um, since um, I've, I've got a son who just turned eight very recently, um, and the last time Rangers won the league, he wasn't even born. But since just before his fourth birthday, he's this season ticket with me at Ibrooks. And I think back to the first game I ever took him to, the 4th of February 2017, um, we were at home to Ross County. Um, and I remember asking him the question beforehand, what do you think the score is going to be? And he came out with something daft, like 27-0 or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> but um, as it turned out, we had to fight back from 1-0 down to salvage a one-each draw at home with Ross County that day. We, we, we you know, dropped to third in the league behind Aberdeen. We were 23 points behind Celtic. Haven't played a game more, so you know when you hear guys talking about the journey over the last ten years, they're absolutely right. It's been it's been wild at times, but even if you look at how quickly, how you know how much we progressed in a short period of time, 
that's only four years ago and look at the difference now absolutely ran away with the league at a canter and you know you just never thought it was going to happen when you think back to games like that you know just four years ago yeah that's interesting about you know specifically this season Chris because almost every caller who calls up references it's been 10 years the journey look where we've come from and that's what drives the the emotion and how special they feel it is but I, I wonder how much of your joy this season Chris is born out of the fact that Whilst I'm sure you're an optimistic Rangers fan And you maybe hoped that, that you would win the league I, I didn't detect a real level of expectation at the start of the season Certainly not to go on and, and do what they've done and, and do it so convincingly No, I mean I think you know over the years you've had to put on a bit of a face To you know f- uh, friends or Celtic fans and stuff And say oh, next year's going to be the year Or this year's going to be the year Even when you've got like, you know, Warburton and Kashina in charge You never really believed it But you had to kind of put on that brave face and then obviously you've seen the way we kind of fell away towards the end of last year. Gerard seemed in kind of tatters after the defeat to, to Hearts in the league and you just thought, you know, we're going to be picking up again. But just from the start, we kind of quietly went about, about our business this year. No fanfare. we just done all our talking on the pitch. And um, as I said, it's it's joy, but I, I think the were riding feelings, it's a massive feeling of relief because, you know, you, you did think it was never going to happen again. But it's uh, uh, absolutely fantastic. Various moments along the way And Chris will know this to be true uh, The night when Rangers went out of Europe To progress Niederkorn The fourth best team in Luxembourg A part-time football club You thought Can this possibly go any lower? And the the, the day that uh, Celtic brought in uh, A young Virtually untried player In Moussa Dembele And he scored three goals Against Mark Warburton's side At Celtic Park And Celtic won uh, 5-1 And you think this will go on forever at this rate uh, And when Stephen Gerrard Did have those two moments Against Hearts and Hamilton Ackies Everyone wondered He was teetering on the brink there, there, There's no other way of describing it He was teetering on the brink And if he had lost to Celtic on the Saturday Then I'm not sure He would be the Rangers manager today But as we all know The pandemic struck And uh, the First Minister decided That football had to stop And that game did not take place and what has happened thereafter? Uh, Stephen Gerrard has transformed himself as well as the football team. And that's why Rangers today are the champions. I mean, Chris, did you have a job on convincing your young son that honestly, I, I used to watch us winning trophies? Was it was he starting to doubt you? Well, that's it. I mean, we spoke about some of the games they defeated against home at Hamilton. And um, but there was another game we lost to Hamilton 2 0 at home, you know, a couple of years mm-hmm. before that as well. And I remember when you're going into these games, you know, he's probably heard the bigger names at the time when he was younger. So who are we playing today? And you tell him, he's like, are you going to win? Yeah, we're going to definitely win today. And then he just turns and looks at you when, when it's like you start to lose these teams and you run out of things to say, do you know what I mean? Because it's like, you know, this, this didn't used to happen. We used to absolutely steamroll these teams and all of a sudden there was this fragility. But yeah, uh, it's, it's unfortunate this year There's a year we've won And he's, he's not got to got to see it in person But um, hopefully this is the first uh, Many more to come over the years that he, that he will get to enjoy with me Yeah, Chris is absolutely right uh, Gordon, i done a podcast With John Gilligan a couple of weeks ago And was trying to kind of get a wee lowdown About going back to 2015 I says, And the one thing that struck me About the whole podcast that I did with him Was that he said uh, You know, there'll be a generation of Rangers fans Who have not actually seen them win a title and you know Chris is talking about his little boy there I'm sure he would absolutely have loved it Obviously they want to get the fans back into the stadium Sooner rather than later However there'll be a real generation That can be really infused about the future 
01419511025 Thank you to Chris in Dumbarton Lots of calls coming in uh, About matters off the field as well We'll do some of them next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are here Looking back on quite the weekend In Scottish football If you want to join us We would love to have you On the phones or on Twitter so get in touch and let us know what's on your mind Alan is a Rangers fan from Drum Chapel Hi Alan Hello Clark. How are you doing? Not bad, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, yes I'm yeah, yeah, still a wee bit taking it in with Rangers winning the league So still a wee bit proud of it I can well, imagine I, I don't think that'll wear off any time soon, will it? Oh, I know, yeah I'll stay for a wee while It's uh, remarkable, really Did you want it done yesterday, Alan? As soon as possible Or was there a wee secret part of you that wanted it? To, to roll on and get the chance to do it against Celtic Yeah, no I, I, The sooner the better for me I, uh, Do it now is as good a time as any At least it's getting over and done with And getting the first league title in, in the bag That's that's the main thing for me really Yeah, absolutely yeah. Um, Just personal preference <laughs> Alex I would imagine I have to be honest with you I wanted it done and dusted sooner or around later as well Gordon and, uh, I was at Parkhead all the years ago When uh, there was a wee bit of a carry on And uh, I'm just I'm just pleased to get it over the line. Uh, it allows them to focus on this uh, Europa League mm. campaign now. They can throw everything at it, and I would imagine Stephen Gerrard and his backroom team will try and go through the rest of the season to become invincibles. Invincibles. What else is on your mind, Alan? Yes, um, I, I heard earlier on in the, 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 the call, and I was I thought I expected this yeah, the weekend. Rangers could win the league. And I, after Rangers did win the league, I would uh, I was sort of expecting like, supporters to head for Ibrox, or I was like go out and set fireworks off and enjoy themselves. But I think is that would have been any other sort of like, like, uh, like an alternative, like, sort of like, if you're going to go out and party, which we maybe know you're going to do, maybe even staying in your local head, like your local area, and maybe even just go to a friend's house. I mean, I think what. Alan's getting at Hugh is, and this is the bit I'm not sure anyone who knows football would argue about. There was uh-huh. an ev- there was an inevitability about it, whether oh, yeah. it's right or not. Well, that's a different discussion. But there was an in- inevitability about it for sure, and it had been known on social media for a long time that George Square was also planned. I'll say this in a very serious way: stay home, protect the NHS, save lives. Those words were completely disregarded. By the supporters who turned up at Ibrox on Saturday And in George Square last night And it is, as the Deputy First Minister John Swinney said Shameful Because too many people have died Too many people are in intensive care units And the NHS workers have worked so very, very hard For so very long And their efforts were dismissed by the Ranger supporters who showed a complete and utter disregard for public health and for the safety of their own fellow Ranger supporters. And their actions were ridiculous. I mean, Alex, with the football hat on, I think we said this at the weekend, everybody gets it, everybody gets that emotion. And in fact, the Rangers fans will say, no, in fact, you don't because you weren't there in the 10 years and you don't know what we've been been through. So so that's all valid. And I think a lot of people... Who like the sport Love the sport Can get on board with that Unfortunately Life is extremely unfair At the moment yeah, And there's loads of things You can't do So celebrating Your, your title win would, would be one of them Yeah without doubt Gordon Listen uh, 
as you say, there's inevitability about you know supporters going out on wanting to celebrate. There's a pent up uh, kind of emotion that you want to go and celebrate with, with fellow fans. We're in a difficult time. I've been consistent throughout the course of this last year, Gordon. People are passionate about different things. We have seen marches, we've seen protests, we've seen celebrations yesterday. And for me, you have to do that at the right time because, as Hugh says, we are in a pandemic. There is people losing lives. Uh, and unfortunately, we're still in the grip of that and we have to be mindful of that as well. So, uh, preferably, when it was safe to do so. Uh, here is what John Swinney did have to say today, which has ignited this stuff again. The behaviour of some fans has been an absolute disgrace and has undoubtedly cast a shadow over what should have been a special day for the team. The Scottish Government will be making an extreme disappointment at the lack of leadership clear to the team management and will be speaking to all the authorities about what further assurance they can give to us ahead of future planned games. The Government and Police Scotland reminded Rangers of the need for the club to advise fans to adhere to the current restrictions in discussions on the 26th of February and the 5th of March. It is a matter of profound regret that that did not happen. Messaging of that type from the club I think could have helped to diffuse the situation and, crucially, to disperse the crowds. This is now a very wide-ranging debate uh-huh. and topic, Hugh Keevans, because Ibrox on Saturday, George Square yesterday, news this morning, 28 people arrested and seven fined. Uh, then the, the blame game or the inquest, if you like, starts to, uh, starts to gather pace. We heard there from the Deputy First Minister um, using some pretty strong language against... Uh, the number of Rangers fans who turned out to George Square Rangers then released their statement saying that they they were the ones that initiated dialogue with key stakeholders uh, you know everybody knew this was going to happen so then the debate started going down the lines of should the police have done more what what what, what was their role in all this should Rangers have done more there, there's a lot to take in we don't do anything simply here no I, I suspect that the police were trying to manage the situation rather than uh, exacerbate the situation and make it worse. Um, so I'm I'm happy to take that personal view of the the police and their activity or lack of it. With regard to the football implications, whether this costs us Euro 2020 at Hamden or not, uh, I'll let football work that one out. I'll go back to the point: stay home, protect the NHS, save lives. I've seen the footage. There were people there with young children in their arms as flares are going off and all sorts taking place. We know that there has been uh, structural damage at George Square and we know that uh, Rangers fans are considering a fund me page to, to pay for the damage. But it was the sheer callousness of it all to go in the middle of a pandemic which has cost over 7,000 Scottish lives so far and to show no regard whatsoever for the efforts of the NHS and the, what they have done to try and control this pandemic. For me, John Swinney had the only word appropriate, shameful. I mean, Alex, like with all these things, it's obviously a minority. I mean, it was, yeah. a, it was a large number, clearly. Yeah. But, but it's always going to be a, min- a minority of fans when things like this do happen. Um, and Hugh's right now, Glasgow City Council are trying to get in touch with relatives because memorial benches have been destroyed, which is a really, really sorry yeah. sight. Really, you know, quite quite sad to hear. Um, but then Rangers fans have sort of tried to rally around and as Hugh says, a, a GoFundMe page or something of yeah, that Robert Marshall um, is trying to put that up, Gordon, set up yeah. to, to try and put that right so there's a lot going on here yeah absolutely and listen I mean, 
there'll be families out there, Gordon, who have actually put the benches in place. Uh, we kind of cut up about this as well, a bit distraught. Um, and thankfully, they are trying to get the funds available to uh, replace them. And uh, it's a really sorry state of affairs, Gordon, because it could have been avoided. Um, but as I said earlier on, as you said as well, um, I think when you look across the board at teams that have actually won something during the course of the last year, no, it doesn't make it right, Gordon. It's just natural that people actually go out and they don't abide by the rules. But thankfully, the majority have, Gordon, because if you imagine uh, what the scale would have been uh, if it wasn't a pandemic, there'd be like 100,000 there at the minimum. Yeah, I mean, as you say, because it's happened before doesn't make it right. But it Absolutely. Did, but you know, it, it did remind you. Was it Liverpool when they got Liverpool, the title Leeds, over the line? St. Johnson more recently um, as well. So, but again, go on. I'm not trying that, to that, that, no, justify no, this. It here. doesn't justify it. I wouldn't let you. But it, what it does show is that 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 can happen when human emotion takes over. And again, for anyone who's doubting it, that doesn't make it right. But Absolutely. that's clearly, um, you know, whether it's a people emotion getting the better of people. Yep. Um, but I suppose that still has to be channelled in the right way. Let's bring in Tom. We'll thank Alan. Hi, Tom. Good evening, good evening uh, Gordon. Uh, good evening, Alec, and good evening, Hugh. Hello, Tom. Uh, I've been on a few times. Uh, first of all, I'm a, a big, big Rangers fan, as you know. And first of all, I'd just like to say about the the scenes at George Square yesterday. We, I just think that was terrible yesterday. And I know I can appreciate it. That I was really delighted. I wanted to celebrate, but because of COVID, I couldn't. And I've lost a loved one. I lost a loved one, my partner, uh, the end of Jan- the end of January, guys. And I just it's, it's kind of a better way of handling things when it is a as Alex says, a proper way to do it. Things. And I know, uh, I know it's a, maybe for what with the COVID in the past few seasons, I can appreciate people going to want to celebrate. But when it's really appropriate to do so, mm. so I just wanted to do that first of all. Uh, Tom, first of all, really, really sorry to hear that, and that clearly puts everything into perspective. So our thoughts are, are with you in what is undoubtedly a difficult time. Um, and yeah, I mean that is a bit of perspective from from yeah, Tom absolutely. Alex, and as he says, you know, he would have loved to have gone down. Um, I, I don't <laughs> mind you saying it. I'm, I'm sure you you <laughs> may well um, would have you know you'd have loved to have been there as well. Last night had circumstances yeah. allowed it. Yep, Gordon, I was driving along the East End yesterday and obviously the news was breaking. There was a few people already celebrating and uh, I, I didn't get involved uh, because I thought to myself, listen, that <laughs> wasn't the right thing to do in my mind anyway. Uh, I would love to have went to Joss Square last night because, you know, it has been a long haul for... Uh, I'd like to take my, my, my boys just starting to get into football as well. My oldest daughter's just starting to watch the games with me and it's been a long process. You know, I took my boy to watch him play against uh, Annan a couple of years ago. Say, I don't want to go back, it's boring. So, you know, he's been through it as well. So it's just trying to integrate your kids to get back into the team you like as well. Uh, and unfortunately, that would have been an ideal situation to take them down. But I'm sure there will be celebrations further down the line, Gordon. Uh, I mean, this is going to rumble on, Hugh, because, oh. you know, a lot of what the, the Scottish government side of things is, is sort of questioning Rangers and their leadership and, and could they have done more and, and should they have done more? First of all, could they, should they? And then second of all, would that have made any difference? No, I, I said to you in yesterday's programme when you read out a, a statement from Police Scotland asking people not to gather, I said, you have carried out your responsible, uh, your duties responsibly. You've got the message across from Police Scotland, but you're wasting your time. And even as I was saying those words, people were on their way to George Square. I'll happily let uh, Nicholas Sturgeon, John Swinney, and uh, those in charge at Ibrooks have their conversations about who could have done what, could more have been done. That's their affair. 
they can sort it out at that level. I'm just talking about the people, the fans, the men and women, some of whom took young children. I'm just asking them to reflect on their actions and to remember what they violated. Stay home, protect the NHS, save lives. You're looking very like Boris Johnson with that new hairdo of yours. To be fair, that's the you're putting on quite a convincing performance. You're very statesman-like. Honestly, honestly it's brilliant. And the thing is, it was the first thing I spotted when I came into the studio. And he's got a real buff on going on. Well, do you know what though? Right, well, I know you're not meant jealous, to, 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 to trivialise these things, but that sums up. We've we've not seen Hugh in ten weeks, and he's, right. he's now in here, and he's locked in his own way room to keep him safe. Tom's lost lost loved ones. People yeah. can't go to events. So I I think that's been. Well explained today But it is true Alex It is true We're all having to make sacrifices And that's um, that That is the bottom line What yeah. about The That argument then of Should Rangers have done more What what could they have done Would that have made any difference Yeah well Listen I know Stephen Gerrard Had made two statements One on Friday One on Saturday Saying you know You have to be mindful And so forth They could easily have put Another one out Gordon Maybe uh, uh, After the, the Lagos win Possibly uh, May well have done it But like you uh, If they've done it I'm sure the people who had it in their mind to get down to uh, George Square would most certainly have done it anyway because you, you have time to actually make up your mind if you're going to go down that route weeks in advance because it has been well documented. It's been doing social media. It guided a little bit of pace. Uh, so if they may well have put it out, there might have been a, some fewer, I don't know. But I think Rangers' argument on some of that as well is that they had, uh, was it Tannoy announcements at Ibrooks urging crowds uh, to disperse you? <laughs> We get into blame games very quickly And I suspect it's probably a combination But obviously the people who make that decision to go Need to take responsibility Could Rangers have have been a bit stronger In their statement Could it have been policed differently Everybody knew it was going to happen So as with all these things Is there probably a bit of balance to be found Rather than it's his fault It's their fault Of course there is Uh, I agree with the, the, the suggestion That the police did not want to uh, exacerbate matters uh, they, they did make 28 arrests And on the spot fines And so on and so forth As I say I'll let Rangers reflect On whether it was right For the players To go to a corner of the stadium On Saturday And uh, Engage with supporters At the same time As uh, Broadcasting Tannoy messages Asking the supporters To go away uh, was it right for Steven Gerrard to be out the window and Alfredo Morelos to be out the window? And you know, the, the idea was to get supporters away, not to engage with them. However, I'll let the club deal with what took place, I'll let the Scottish government interact with the club uh, over the events of Saturday and Sunday. All I am saying is that the people who turned up ran the risk. Of further transmission of this disease And the chief medical officer said today We'll find out in two or three weeks time If there has been An upturn in numbers In the R number They should not have been there Bottom line I mean my very limited Admittedly limited knowledge of this stuff Alex Is the the kind of outdoor mass gatherings That we've had over the last couple of months Haven't resulted in in huge spikes Or huge knock-on effects So is it a case of fingers crossed that, that that's the same? Yeah. Gordon, obviously we don't want a, a spike because everyone's paying a, a price. Um, you know, I, I've got a family funeral on Friday as well. No, the twenty people can get there, so you know there is a big price to pay for it. And uh, I was unaware of the Tannoy uh, announcements at iBooks as well. So, you know, I suppose I've actually done something in that respect, Gordon. I didn't, I didn't know that, and I was actually at the game on Saturday, but I never heard it because I was inside. 
Because you were dancing and singing, probably, no? <laughs> and top of the chairs, yeah. Right, okay. 01419511025. Thank you to Tom. More of your calls next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens and Alex Ray are here. Plenty of time to get your calls in, so make sure you do. You can tweet as well at Clyde SSB. Uh, Hugh, it was always going to be this way tonight where we mm. sort of get caught in between off field stuff and on field stuff. The league was won this weekend, so I'll go for a, a football based discussion just for a couple of minutes and see if it, sure. see if it sticks. Uh, what's impressed you most about Rangers? This season uh, I don't know where to start really The goalkeeper has mm. been Mightily impressive Stephen Davis Is having a, An Indian summer a Masterclass In midfield uh, Defensively Rangers have lost Nine goals In the league Nine uh, After over 30 matches played um, Morelos Has played the best Football of his time uh, At Ibrox uh, there, There's just been A, a general Strength mm. About them uh, That no one can even come near they, I mean they are quite simply The champions For the reason why Teams become champions Because they're far and away Better than anybody else Yeah it's probably a stupid question yeah. On reflection Alex Because it's <laughs> okay, never well, it, It's never <laughs> going to be one thing It's going to be um, A combination you know, but, but what is it that springs to mind yeah. if, if there's one factor you think that's, that's driven it Or underpinned it all What would it be? Uh, well if, if you allow me to day two Gordon Defensively they have been Second to none uh, nine goals in 32 games In my time in football I've never experienced a team So defensively sound Offensively they're very good Alright what, what, what's been The key to that then Individual, individual performances Or Tactical Nous from, from the management team Well I think when you look at Each individual player Gordon They have most certainly Upped their game You know you look at the, the Numbers across the back Defensively You look with the The wing backs are bringing At the table I think the protection in Midland Park You touched on Stephen Davis And he goes He's been a purple Indian summer Purple patch For me he puts a block on As good as anybody in there Gives you that protection Similar to what Scott Brown Done for years uh, At Parkhead Then you look at the offensive area Gordon The addition of uh, Roof Itton The emergence of Little Ryan Kent In terms of a consistency Absolutely tremendous Hadji's come into the mix as well uh, So I just think Across the board And when you look at the midfield Gordon uh, they have six internationals now competing for three places. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Remember, that's the number you need. And uh, we are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. Um, this is good fun because they, see the screen that I've got with the calls is not showing what producer Callum can see through there. So I'm going to oh. just hope I'm going to cross my fingers right and hope <laughs> this works out. Grant is in the Netherlands and he's on the line. Grant, can you hear us? Oh, we've got you, Grant. Yes. Can you hear me? Got yeah. you loud and clear. Good man. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, yeah, it was talk about obviously. Let's talk about Rangers. Uh, talk away. I've been I've been biting my tongue all season. I've not said anything about Celtic once. Uh, didn't want to jinx it. Now it's mathematically officially done. Uh, there's been a you know there's been a, ba- a bit of banter flying around you know from the Celtic supporters. Can you see you know can we, can you see the Rangers? Can you see the Rangers? I don't think they did, and I don't think anybody did, and I'm uh, especially from the Celtic part of Glasgow. This has been coming since Gerard stepped stepped through the door. He's been building slowly, going about his business. Yeah, we didn't cross the line first season, second season. But he's been building, and you've saw this season the effects of what he's been building. Uh, as you know, nine goals against, you know, seventy was it seventy three goals scored. The level of professionalism he's brought 
into the club. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to my friend yesterday about this. This is not, you know, in terms of title-winning seasons, this is the best title-winning season I've ever seen because we didn't just cross the line on the final day of the season. We turned up and we completely smashed the opposition to pieces. We smashed them that hard that their chief exec is retiring. Their manager quit or sacked. I'm going with sacked. And they are in complete chaos. And it's not this season. This has happened two seasons ago. And no one from the Celtic side of things could see this coming. Uh, completely loving it at the moment. Loving it. Can t- To be fair, Grant, I think it clearly is a work in progress. Stephen Gerrard didn't do it overnight. But you're saying you know, this was coming as if... You know, you saw it and no one else did You must admit, I'm sure you didn't feel that way Exactly a year ago when Rangers lost At home to Hamilton Ackies And the place was going mental that night in, in Celtic You know, in, in that time you're talking about Of one trophy after trophy So it, would you concede it's a little bit easy to say that no, now? We, no, we told us uh, You know really Good football but you didn't have a plan B uh, Then we got Pedro in Who was a complete clown uh, you know, at that stage, I thought, yeah, where's it going to come from? But Stephen Gerrard is, is football. Uh, you know, he he needed time. And of course, yeah, when we lose to Hamilton, lose to Dun, you know, uh, was it Dundee or whatever it is, then you, you do question it. But I always had in the back of my mind those European, the European football, the European nights, how good football was under, under Gerrard. And I, I kept saying, you know, there has to be a connection there. There has to be, that has to get played in, you know, we have to turn that into domestic uh, form, and he's done that. If we, uh, Grant, if we uh, overlook what you knew or could see two years ago, and simply confine ourselves to this season, I've made the point: you could take a sheet of A4 paper, draw a line down the middle, and on one side, put the things that Rangers have done properly. Goalkeeper, everyone needs a very good goalkeeper. And there was McGregor And a good backup in McLaughlin On the other side of the paper You put Celtic Dilly-dallying over Fraser Forster And then Instead of signing David Marshall Which they should have done They sign Barkas And the goalkeeping position Starts to destabilise the club Then you look at Rangers recruitment The players who have been brought in By and large The majority The vast majority Really successful then you go to the other side of the A4 paper mm. and you put Celtic's recruitment, Ayeti, Barkas, Bolingoli, Duffy. Not one of them a success. Then you, you go to the European factor. Rangers have managed to balance domestic and European football. They're in the last 16 of the Europa League. On the other side of the A4 paper, Celtic, each European embarrassment worsen things at home. Ferenc Varos out the Champions League creates an atmosphere. Neil Lennon loses the temper after the game. They finish bottom of the Europa League group. So Rangers drew strength from progressing in Europe. Celtic got nothing but embarrassment in Europe and it compounded what was going on at domestic level. So your sheet of paper tells you everything. Rangers get everything right. Recruitment, mm. Europe, everything. Celtic, Recruitment, awful Europe, awful And it all impacted on the club And now they are where they are Minus a permanent manager And as Grant said, the chief executive Having announced his retirement in January 
Yeah I mean Alex I'm not sure why We're always so reluctant To just sort of accept That both both can just co- co- Coincide Rangers Brilliance has Has been down to them Yep um, And they deserve All the credit in the world For that That doesn't mean Celtic Haven't haven't shot themselves In the foot at various times That doesn't take anything away From Rangers For instance Rangers Success can be measured In the league table But Rangers didn't make Celtic choose Barkas They didn't That's make correct. Celtic Choose Duffy It was so early on In the season Rangers didn't have Anything to do With, with Ferenc Varos You know Rangers looked after Their own business And of yeah. course eventually As a result of that um, you, you pull away From your rivals But um, You know the, the, I wonder why Sometimes You can't just give Rangers Credit for what they've done um, you, you maybe don't always Have yeah. to to then take that a step further and say that that has caused everything that's gone wrong at Celtic No, listen, clearly the recruitment's been really poor at Celtic Rangers has been good, Gordon, but for me it's all interlinked Because when Rangers are winning in Europe and Celtic are losing And their new drop points domestically, it compounds And then it puts more pressure on these new signings On the players that have not had this type of pressure for a long time So for me it is interlinked uh, to a large degree Then there will be factors when players just don't uh, cut the mustard, Gordon And that happens at both clubs but I, I agree with uh, the caller, Grant. The the fact that the chief executive's away, I I could never imagine this, Gordon. The the collapse of Celtic in the manner we were sitting here a year ago. They had other resources. They were lording over uh, Scottish football year on year uh, up until three years ago, fours and fives on a regular basis. And now what you have now, you said to me a couple of minutes ago, but what was the one factor if you could actually pinpoint it, which is extremely difficult. The mentality has totally changed this season for Rangers. There's a real winning mentality mm. there now. So that Grant in the Netherlands, thank you very much. That takes us up nicely to this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, it's a new week, a clean slate on Beat the Pundit. Let's see what you're made of. 01419511025. Can you get the better of you or Alex? Well, you need to get your call in before seven o'clock to find out. Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here It's 01419511025 To join in Lots of thoughts coming in After Rangers title success Over the weekend If you're a fan of another club And you feel like you're not having your voice heard We'll pick up the phone This does tend to be uh, the way it is After day one Looking back on a title victory But why not give it a go and uh, let's see what you've got for us 01419511025 I think we'll do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, Beat the Pundit time, a new week Let's see what we've got Gavin's in Shettleston, how's it going Gavin? I'm not bad, Gordon, yourself? I mean, Gavin... I'm not saying a beat the pundit victory would be better than Rangers' title win, but w- would it come close at all? Oh, n- uh, no, nowhere near 55, Gordon, no. Right, well, I thought I'd give it a go, Hugh Keevans. You, you can try. Um, Ga- Gavin doesn't seem so sure. You are back in the building, and I'm keen to yeah. see what impact this has on you, because from home, you were fantastic. Your, your beat the pundit level went to, to new heights. Well, you see, here I am in solitary confinement, Alec. <laughs> here I am in the special unit, but I will endeavour. To do my best Remember last week When he got caught cheating at home Alex He was oh, rustling his newspaper He was trying to look up the league table Shameless uh, Well he can't do that this week Because I've got eyes on him right So let's see what we're going to do Heads it will be uh, The vaccinated one And tails it will be Alex Ray Who takes on Gavin in Shettleston So let's see what we've got And his heads Oh he's He's back with a bang It's Mr Keevans up against Gavin from Shettleston So Producer Callum can just nip through And make sure he is turned off 
Bandage papers away from him That's it, get his newspaper away Switch him <laughs> off at the mains We'll turn him back on in a few minutes Right, Gavin 30 seconds on the clock You are up against Hugh And you can pass That's all you need to know Ready? Great Yeah Good man 30 seconds starting now Who scored Rangers first goal on Saturday? Brian Kent Which Scottish Premiership goalkeeper Has made the most saves? Uh, Benji Seacrest uh, Where is Diego Laxalt on loan from? AC Milan who was the Scotland national team manager immediately before Steve Clark? Uh, Alec McLeish. Which Scottish side play their home games at Broadwood? Clyde. Uh, which side were top of the Scottish Premiership for the first two weeks of the season? Aberdeen. What nationality is Hamilton's Marius Ongpo? Oh, pass. Mm, yeah, tough wee finish there. Let's bring yeah. Hugh Keevens back. And uh, see what we've got Hugh Keevans Can you hear us? I surely can Great 30 seconds on the clock Same set of questions And your time starts now Who scored Rangers first goal on Saturday? Kent. Which Scottish Premiership goalkeeper Has made the most saves this season? Uh, Seagrest Where is Diego Laxalt on loan from? Um, AC Milan Who was the Scotland national team manager Immediately before Stevie Clark? Um, pass which Scottish side play their home games at Broadwood? That's Clyde. Which side were top of the Scottish Premiership for the first two games this season? Um, Aberdeen. What nationality is Hamilton's Marius Ongpo? No idea. <laughs> okay, okay. Gavin, how do you think it went? Uh, I think we're, we're pretty pretty level there. Uh, the Scotland manager ones maybe mm-hmm, Maybe, maybe. Who scored Rangers first on Saturday? Ryan Kent, you both knew it. Who's made the most saves? Sometimes the timing of the question gives it away. You know, Benjamin Segrist, you probably heard that stat yesterday. Um, AC Milan is Diego Laxalt's parent club, so you're ticking along nicely at three each. You just panicked at this one. You didn't want to say the wrong answer, so you gave me a nonsense pass. Alex McLeish was the manager before oh. Stevie Clark, as you well know, but the pressure just got to you. It didn't get to Gavin, though. He's 4-3 in front. Which Scottish side play their home games? At Broadwood It's Clyde So Gavin still mm. leads you by one Which side were top of the Premiership For the first two weeks of the season Gavin knows he's got it in the bag Because you both said Aberdeen And you were yeah, both wrong Dundee United game of the season It was Hibs Hibs oh. But you're right Gavin So they did So yeah you definitely should have known that But never mind It didn't count in the end None of you knew That Marius Onko is Greek <laughs> He's <Close>. half English <laughs> uh, So well done to you Gavin I like it when we kick off A new week like that That was a 5-4 victory Well done Brilliant. Well done Gav Good man Gavin and Shettleston mm. The ball is on its way I like that Good start to the week For the listeners We were in a We were in a real rut In the last couple of weeks Pundits winning every night it Broke my heart So it did But we're fine uh, We are on the right track um, Let's take another call From Tommy In Doncaster Tommy Sum up your feelings when that final whistle went at Tannadice yesterday. Uh, absolutely delighted, Gordon. Yeah. Good evening, Hugh. Good evening, Alex. Good evening, Gordon. Good evening. Uh, yeah, I mean, a long time coming. Went up and down so many hills. You know, I thought we were getting there at some points and then back down again. But it's, you know, where, where we've came from, you know, I'd, I'd just like to point out, well, we keep hearing these Celtic fans telling us, Ah, oh, he so I go at seven trophies and never won never won any of them. Yeah, but that was a building job gotten from, you know, players like Kiernan and Ian Black, even your your wee Andy Halliday who you who you get in the studio there and, and people like that for you know, following them at in goals. 
when you look at what he's got now and the costs and doing it, he's really on the cheap when you consider McGregor, Stephen Davis, Scott Arfield, Kamara, and Aribo cost us less than seven weeks of Shane Duffy's wages. Yeah, there's, Alex, Rangers yeah. have clearly done good business. You, you can always be selective both ways. Th- those players w- were excellent yeah. value. Um, but I mean, Rangers have spent money. Steven Gerrard's been backed. There's a lot of players, yes. and th- even this season, Roof and Eton and, and a lot, some of the wages, perhaps, and a couple of new contracts for Morelos, who was good value, albeit with the one million. Um, they, they've shopped wisely at times recently, but that that that's not cheap by by other people's standards. Yeah. Gordon, I, I agree that it's been a process because what you've managed to do is you've managed to bring in large numbers for the first couple of transfer windows because it needed to be. You've managed to ship out guys who weren't quite at the level. And then what you've managed to do is, if you look even this summer there, you know, you've less signings again. And it's been a, it's been a project. There's no two ways about it because it was a building uh, process. But again, you have to commend the board, Gordon, because mm. this has to be financed. Although Davis... Uh, Alan McGregor Guys like that You know They've been around Good wages Gordon That's a, that's a, an absolute fact uh, Even Jermaine Defoe Came in as well On good money as well But what you're doing All the while Is you're raising the standards Because you're asking guys Who have played at the Top of the game A couple of day guys Have won trophies At Rangers So then you start Spreading that winning mentality About the dressing room And I, I, that is the biggest thing For me this season mm. Is that they now believe That they can actually do it They're going onto the football pitch Believing that they can win games And when you look at the actual stats They're breaking records all the while A lot of the recruitment has been shrewd Hugh Keevans No club gets them all right obviously So yeah. th- that goes without saying But the, the examples that, that Tommy's given Add into that even you know, Joe Rebo for instance yeah. um, It's been shrewd some of the, the business Yeah as I say You cannot get away from the fact that uh, The recruitment has been First class and Celtic's recruitment was just dire. You know, they had a bench yesterday at Tannadice. They were desperate for a goal. There were two strikers there who cost Celtic £8 million Patrick Clamalla and uh, Albina Yeti. And John Kennedy didn't put either or both onto the park. That surely is a, a highly visible mm. sign of recruitment gone wrong. Gordon, you know, sorry, just uh, quickly, see if you even go back to, you know, the Charles Green days. There was actually no recruitment department at Ibrox. You know, this is how bad this club mm-hmm. had been, been run down. And when you look at what Ross Wilson's done more recently, it'd be interesting to see how he does going forward as well, Gordon, because on this evidence, it's encouraging. Because now it might be more about, and I don't want to look too far ahead, this is about this weekend, but yeah. now it might be more about, okay, who are we cashing in on? And who are we keeping And what are we doing with that money that we get in return So yep. um, interesting times around the corner Tommy, you make a, a very good point about recruitment What about though the impact Stephen Gerrard's had on, on players that were already there James Tavernier for instance Who has been called a lot of things in this country About being a serial loser And there was a high profile scenario with his programme notes And many of your fellow Rangers fans used to come on here and say He's never a Rangers captain and, and all the rest of it Signing players is one thing But what about the improvement In some of the guys That were already there It's, it's been Astonishing uh, Gordon When you look at Like Connor Goldson Connor Goldson's played Every minute of every game This season At, at centre back He's had Holanda uh, And his first stint It was Katic Who got a bad injury Who we lost And we've not had back But you know He's had Holanda and Balligan Coming in um, You know On the side of him Swapping about Quite regularly But 
O'Connor has, has made a massive difference. Then you've got James Tavernier and, and Morelos. And you can you can say what you like about Morelos. His disciplinary record and everything else. It's got, it's got a good bit better, but he's a far better football player for the club and the team. And the creative side of him has improved tremendously. And it's, and it's down to what they're doing behind the scenes. It's, it's Michael Beale, it's Tom Kilshaw, it's Stephen Gerrard, it's Gary McAllister. It's what they're doing behind the scenes. doesn't matter what he does week in, week out. Any changes that he makes to come in, they play a certain way, they play football. And I can only see it's getting better and better. You go along with that, Alex, because it needs more than just good individuals. You know, the... The, the control That's a word that, that kept coming up With Rangers this season They were always very controlled and With control their fixtures At home and And yeah. in Europe So that That doesn't just happen Because you have good players That must be hours On the training ground Yeah no? absolutely Gordon is a philosophy At Rangers You know you have uh, Managers who have A particular way of playing Steven Gerrard has not Veered from the 4-3-3 You know the personnel May well change But the actual philosophy Doesn't change Gordon It's identical to Liverpool They get their full backs Bombing forward They get their two wider guys To come in narrow uh, and play within the pitch to free up that space And then they try and control the ball in the middle of the park So there's an actual philosophy at Rangers Of what they're actually trying to do Now teams have actually tried to do a low block You know, we had Motherwell coming and putting 10 behind the ball uh, And it was up to Rangers to try and break that down You have other teams who try and do a high press And whatever it is, they've managed to find solutions And that comes because hours on the training ground yeah, the, the more we discuss Rangers and the, the things that they're doing right and the players that they have brought in and Tommy's mentioned these particular favourites, the scale of the job that Celtic now have to do becomes more and more apparent because they don't have a goalkeeper. That'll need to be addressed. If Ayer goes in the summer they and Laxalt goes back to Italy, John Joe Kenny goes back to Everton, etc., etc., there's a back four to be assembled. Uh, the strikers, as I say, Klamala and uh, Ayeti could not be trusted yesterday at Tannadice. Uh And uh, I'm quite sure that uh, Odson Edward will go in the summer. Therefore, there's pretty much a, a brand new team that has to be assembled by Celtic. And who will do the assembling? Um, you know, Tommy mentioned Connor Goldson, for yeah. instance, Alex. I don't know how those Rangers fans will pick a player of the season. Yeah. There will be, There will be many. I asked you earlier for the kind of standout Feature of, of the team Or the, yeah. the thing that's been The key to the success Would it be fair to predict That the most Surprising And it'll be pleasantly surprising mm. for, for you and guys like Tommy um, Would be just how solid Defensively The likes of, of Goldson And Tavernier have been Because they've been Good servants to Rangers But there's always been Hints of, of mistakes there yeah. But just not so much this season Maybe one or two in Europe They, they have shown a level Of consistency Gordon it's, As I said earlier on I've been involved in the, the game For a long long time uh, I've watched a lot of teams as well To concede 9 goals In 32 games Is just remarkable domestically It shows a great consistency uh, And when they haven't been On their, uh, their toes at times Gordon Alan McGregor's been frightening uh, Now uh, Stephen Gerrard's we talk about what Celtic's got today, but Stephen Gerrard's got to also tie up one or two players as well. Uh, that might impact how they go forward. McGregor must be one. Stephen Davis must be another. Then you've got a couple of players who are... Uh, you've got, uh, Kamara's Tav- been a high-profile one this season, hasn't he? <sighs> Listen, Gordon, see, see the transformation in that kid. I mean, in terms of contractually, though, that was Aye, always well, the he, talk. He, well, he got to 23-24 season, hasn't he, Kamara? I think he's got a... I think Kamara's OK. Uh, Tavernier's definitely got one year, and you've also got Golson. Stephen Gerrard spoke publicly about Improving his terms though it, it, it may well be But I, I yeah. think he's actually Sewn up until 2024 Gone 23, 24 So I think in, in terms of him He might want to improve his terms yep. Because of the impact He's had on the team uh, But 
I think one of the key things for Rangers as well, from a business point of view, is Gordon is they real they have real big assets in the, in the playing squad now. Pleased to say we're joined by a man who knows a thing or two about this journey that Rangers have been on over the years in Andy Little. Andy, thanks for joining us. How's it going? <laughs> Very good, thanks, Gordon. Just uh, finally kind of back down to earth after a, an exciting weekend, I suppose. Yeah, what have you made of the the success then over the season, and of course it came to a head this weekend. I think it's been just incredible. I think Rangers have been on another level. It's, uh, anybody from no matter who it is you support in, in Scotland, I think you would agree. Rangers have, have been just unplayable this season. Um, I've really enjoyed watching them. I think they've got a, a special style of play, which uh, you know is Rangers fans, are, are, I'm sure, are, are enjoying, and I'm certainly enjoying it. Um, but they've just, yeah, as I say, they've been, they've been very, very difficult. Obviously, Celtic haven't quite turned up as they have done in, in previous years, but I think I think Rangers under Stephen Gerrard are just a, a totally different, totally different animal. The context for this, Andy, that I've been getting from the Rangers fans on the phones already, that this one feels so special because of what's come before, because of what's happened in the last ten years, and um, you know, as the man who scored Rangers' first goal following going down to the the bottom division, and then you know, scored the was it the equaliser in that two two draw against Peterhead early on. To, to go from that to now, sum up what that feels like to to have been a part of early on and now to have watched come to come to fruition. Yeah, well, for me personally, I'm I'm honoured just to have been a part of it. You know, I think it was my my, my time at Rangers was certainly the pinnacle of of my career. I've got memories that will last a lifetime, and I'm I'm very proud of of that. But at the same time, I think uh, an awful lot of um, Things have happened since then. That feels like an awful long. It was a long time ago, you know, almost ten years ago when when that happened. Did I think it would take ten years to get back to 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 finally where 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 the club is now at the top of Scottish football? No, I didn't. I thought it would be sooner, uh, but I think it's fair to say that the club and the fans have been on a bit of a roller coaster, and especially for the likes of Stephen Davis and, and Alan McGregor, who obviously I was I was teammates with at the time, to see those boys back uh, and enjoying that success once again. Um, just really pleased yeah, What do you remember About that time And those goals That I mentioned Because that does seem to be What's what's fueling The the level of joy That the Rangers fans Experience at the moment Is, is because of, of Where they've been What do you remember About that time It was, it was total mad It was complete madness Really You know we turned up I think Breakin was our first game We turned up We got off the, the bus And we had Camera crews from all around the world uh, You know Tiny little pitch Obviously famous for the hedge I, I knew of it well You know I'd been there For reserve games And um, testimonials, so I knew, I knew the pitch, I knew what to expect, and maybe that maybe that's what what helped me do do well for a couple of seasons. But it was just madness. You know, the the whole world was watching Rangers playing down in, in the third division. Um, but at the same time, it was it was an enjoyable couple of seasons. So clearly, we were winning most games. Um, I think for for the fans, it was probably a little more difficult. They had to go, to, they had to endure some poor performances. They had to. I'm sure there was plenty of stick, whether it's from work colleagues or friends. You know, the level that Rangers were playing at at that time, the fans had to really just stick by us. And uh, I think massive credit has to go to those fans who, who travelled the length and breadth of the country to these tiny little—no uh, disrespect to any other clubs, but you know, small clubs, small grounds—and I, I think full credit to the fans for for backing for backing us for for so long. 
Is it hard to get your head round Andy The notion in those days of Going to places uh, Far away places with strange sounding names When you've got the training facility at and Howie You've got the, the luxury of the dressing room facility At uh, Ibrooks and everything else about Ibrooks Stadium And then find yourself Beside the hedge at Brecon <laughs> Yeah, well, you weren't used to getting the ball back off the top of the hedge here, and that's what happened. I can remember <laughs> it, it, it was certainly different. I think the biggest difference of all with, with those with those matches where you heard every single word from the sidelines, and and you're not used to that in a stadium of fifty thousand or sixty thousand, whatever it might be. It's all a blur. You don't hear the individual shouts. <laughs> so, you know, I was on the I was on the end of a fair few vocals right in my ear. You know, because you're only you're only a meter or two off the off the pitch. It was it was certainly very different for a lot of our players. And you think back, we had Lee Wallace, Lee McCulloch, Carlos Bocanegra initially, Doran Goyan. We had international players dotted dotted around the squad to begin with, and I think they probably had a bigger wake up call or a bigger shock to it than than I did. And having come through the youth, I think at that point I'd been at the club for for six years, so I, I kind of knew all about these these grounds, and uh, I, I did know what to expect. But it was it was certainly very very different from. What Glasgow Rangers and, and, and Ali McCoist and, and Ian Durant and people like that were, were used to. Okay, Andy, we know you're a busy man. We appreciate you taking the time, so we'll we'll leave it there. It was a pleasure to speak to you. No bother, thank you. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here. Still plenty of time to get your calls in. 0141-951-1025 It's a busy old show. Let me quickly give you your teaser. I won't dwell on it too long. But thank you to Murray Leckie for sending it in. He wants to mm. know... Can you name, since 2010, six British players who've scored in a European knockout tie for either of the old firm? Since 2010, six British players have scored in a European knockout tie for either of the old firm. Any that spring to mind quickly? I don't want to hang around. Tony what? Uh, no. Ferguson? No, knockout since 2010. Boyd? No. Nope. Uh, go, start recently. Um... I'm trying to think um, Ryan Kent Yes There we go An easy one to kick us off Right we'll get back to that Now we have had a big uh, Development On the Off field stuff From this weekend Hugh Keevans oh. Regular listeners to the show Will know I always prefer To talk about on field I think that I think that speak on behalf Of many people um, But sometimes you can't Ignore this stuff So And and we shouldn't Because it was a It was a, a serious situation At the weekend And there's been lots of reaction Now a strong Very strong statement From Police Scotland oh. Um, has just landed Deputy Chief Constable Malcolm Graham says The behaviour at the weekend was disgraceful I can utterly condemn the individuals Who choose to completely disregard the coronavirus regulations Putting both the wider community And their officers at risk This is the next bit though that Is perhaps most relevant uh, for us I also strongly condemn The lack of support from Rangers Football Club Over the messages we repeatedly asked them to put out To persuade fans not to go out celebrating And encourage those who did to gather in large numbers uh, to return home We've been planning for the conclusion of the football season for some time It was very clear through the lack of messaging That Rangers did not take seriously their responsibilities In terms of seeking to persuade their fans to celebrate safely and responsibly That's just some of it Well it's a, a matter for Douglas Park now He's the chairman He has to liaise with Police Scotland With Nicola Sturgeon uh, And anyone else who has a, a, a relevant part to play in this matter um, that I take it from the police statement That they think that Rangers Should have 
said on Saturday evening or Sunday morning, whatever, if we are the champions by Sunday afternoon, do not, under any circumstances, breach the COVID protocols and please do not gather. Think of your own safety and the safety of others. Now, I am guessing that's what Police Scotland mean. As I say, it's up to uh, Douglas Park on behalf of Rangers to investigate this further with the relevant authorities. But I would say this, policemen were asked to go into a big crowd and endanger themselves. Mm. And, you know, they may not have been vaccinated yet for the most part. Uh, So it's unfair. It's an unfair burden to put Mm. on Police Scotland. Quite difficult, Alex, when we don't know the exact communication between Rangers and Police Scotland. But Police Scotland are saying tonight that they asked Rangers for more. They asked for more messages. They asked for more to be done. And they feel Rangers didn't do it from the outside. I'd imagine some of Rangers' response to that will be Stephen Gerrard mentioned it before the game and after the game in a in a press conference that went out publicly. We had, I think, a Tannoy announcement at, at Ibrooks on Saturday. Police Scotland clearly don't feel that was enough and um, they've gone pretty public with that tonight. Yeah, and they have given their side of the events, Gordon, and you've actually highlighted a couple of uh, Rangers' uh, stance on this. Um, I would expect Rangers to respond to them. Uh, try and get this uh, resolved sooner rather than later, Gordon, because it's easy for us to go, aye, ah, they're right, uh, please Scotland, but Rangers may feel as if they have already done enough. It's, I mean, Hughes already said he doesn't think that any messaging Rangers put out would have made a difference because people would have yeah. wanted to go, and that may well be true. Um, hindsight, perhaps. Could Rangers have just done more to, to cover themselves then, if that's the right expression? You know, when it's yeah. all kicking off last night, can you issue a further statement? Can you say, we are... Totally under, we understand how happy you all feel. We're the same. It's been a great achievement, blah blah blah. But please go home. Please do it safely. Possibly, I, I don't know. Is that what Police Scotland are looking it, for? It may well be, Gordon. They were obviously looking for something more in their eyes. Rangers may well feel as if they've done enough, uh, Gordon. Uh, listen, I've said this before, Gordon. Nobody should be celebrating, protesting, marching uh, during a pandemic. Who keeps touching upon about the actual NHS and the, the burden to people and the price that most people have paid, Gordon? But the, you know, there's so much uh, people have actually had to pay staying in, been locked down, the whole shooting match. So, listen, I understand all the all the angles here. Uh, Andy's a Rangers fan. Andy, you've been hanging on for ages. You were hanging on long before that Police Scotland statement uh, reached my inbox. So, um, I'm I'm guessing it wasn't about that. What's your point tonight? No, hi guys, how you doing? Uh, just just a wee thought. No, I mean, how many times can Rangers say it? No, ask the fans not to go. I mean, I, I, I was desperate to go last night, but I didn't go. But, and as you said, it's a, it was going to happen anyway. But we just can always tell the fans, ah, I've asked them not to go so many times. And then it's been to the fans. It's no, it's, I don't think it's any David Rangers football club. It's not their fault. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know what the level was, Hugh. I mean, by the sound, if I was to read between the lines, it seems like Police Scotland were were in contact and asking for more, and then we're not getting that. Whether uh-huh. Andy feels like that was justified or not. Well, again, uh, it's a matter for Rangers, Police Scotland and the Scottish Government to work out who should have done what. But you uh, you don't think Rangers increasing their communication on the matter would have made any difference? No, I don't. Uh, and that's why tonight I've made a point of saying I am addressing those men, women who went to Ibrox on Saturday in George Square last night. I am addressing them and saying, basically... How how can you be so callous? How can you be so disrespectful? How can you totally overlook 
the thousands who have lost their lives, the hard work of every member of the NHS. How can you just totally overlook that, not care? Well, it's getting, it's allowing emotion to get the better of you. That's what it is. It's an emotionally driven decision. That does, and people are always going to misunderstand that. That's that's not me saying it's right, but that's clearly what it is. It's a, it's a jubilation. It's a joy that gets too much for you. Well, you know, I, I understand that in times of... Uh, when there's not a pandemic. I understand that, that people get carried away, but we have been living for a year with the pandemic yeah. and with thousands but, upon yeah. thousands of deaths. You know, I always hate doing the sort of comparing because you never you never manage to compare like for like, but it will be the same with any of the, any of the mass gatherings that we've seen take place during this pandemic. People feel strongly enough or their emotion is high enough whether it's delight as it is for the Rangers fans yesterday whether it was anger for the Celtic fans when they turned up outside Celtic Park whether it's a a, a, a political conscience or whatever there have been times when an emotion whatever emotion is has caused people to to disregard that stuff well they've embarrassed Rangers I would say Uh, and I refer to the structural damage uh, of uh, the, the, the benches there uh, that's deeply embarrassing that that sort of thing can occur. So, you know, this word passion covers a multitude of sins. And I'm afraid that passion doesn't get you off the hook on this one. It was just wrong. Yeah, that's, I think I mean, we heard in the news, Alex, the benches. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's sad to to hear. And, and then it was it was encouraging to hear the Rangers fan off the back of it who's um, started this GoFundMe page to... To, yeah. to try and repair that damage so. Yeah Robert Marshall's trying to repair the damage from last night Gordon And, and listen there'll be families out there uh, Kind of touched and distraught about the the, the family bench That they've put mm-hmm. in that place It'll be a, a memory of a loved one Yeah. Uh, and as I said earlier on We've all lost loved ones throughout the course of this So you know it's a difficult time for everyone uh, Listen I, and I, you were saying about emotion and things We've seen it across And again it does not make it right We've seen it across Every time somebody wins something Regardless of what clubs do do it or don't do it We've seen people in the thousands turn up, Gordon. Thankfully, it's just a minority because the majority do take heed. What about on the pitch, Andy? Oh, brilliant, me! I'm over the moon. Listen, absolutely brilliant. This team, I think the boys kicked on it this season. Rangers just, they're not extending defeat. You know what I mean? That Stevens has get the teamwork. You know what I mean? You get man management. And you even seen it on Saturday where Big Alanda was struggling to catch up with that boy. And there's me, Kent. Bolted back down. No, they're all playing for each other. And that's one of the reasons I think we're going to do, if they keep this up, I mean, even with this European game, it's going to be a hard, hard one. But, no, I just, Gerard is, and Gary McArthur as well, and the rest of the team have all got them. It's teamwork. And that's, teamwork makes success, to be allocated. We just heard a bit from Andy Little whilst you were hanging on the line, Andy, talking about getting the ball off the hedge at Brecon and, and all that sort of stuff. Did you ever doubt that, that, that this day would? Come. Well, you had you had your moments, you know what I mean. But over the last maybe four or five years, you can see it getting better. Obviously, we didn't qualify, we didn't get up the first time up. But then when Gerard came, you could see it, you know, steadily, steadily getting better and better. And I think everybody's the same as me. Rangers board have gave him gave him the three years, you know, and he's done what they expect him to do. And he's, he's he's only going to get better. We're only going to get better. Uh, because I hope he stays for now, at least two or three years, you know. Because in Europe, he just got us unbelievable in the league as well. Which is, it's, it's just brilliant, you know. What I mean, can't can't see enough for him. 
We've we've learned about a new type of league celebration, Alex. You get dramatic last day winners, as you know fine yep. well. You get other ones where you perhaps run away with it. This one has been run away with. Yeah. But it's the wait. It's the ten years. It's the hedge yeah. at breaking. It's the home defeat to Annan. It's the Ramsden's Cup final against Wraith Rovers. It's Sally McCoist. It's Pedro Cachinha in the bush and Graham Murty's headstand. The list goes on. <laughs> And that, that was, you know, I think what Andy Little was trying to, to get across having been a part of that. Um, you and I had a few uh, journeys covering the games back, back yeah. in those days. Um, I don't miss our broth by the sea no. um, on a, a February day or whatever it was. But th- this is the, the, the culmination of all yeah. that. That's why a lot of Rangers fans are, are so delighted. Gordon, it's been an absolute nightmare because you could see the club uh, was uh, not in uh, the hands of people who had uh, Rangers at heart. You see the way it was been mismanaged, in my opinion. And... Uh, it has been an absolute chore And you have to commend the fans Because they've been the one consistent Throughout the course of this And you know Andy talks Oh you could see progress five years ago Five years ago I'll go as far as saying It was as bad as You know it had ever been You know They were losing fours and five uh, Celtic looked so uh, Strong in, in relation to what uh, Rangers were And then you look at the last couple of years There's been good signs But to put them in Where they are at this season In context It's been absolutely remarkable And and, and he's right he, uh, I think for the game in Scotland as well I'd love to see Stephen Gerrard be here as long as possible Gordon because he's box office You know he's He's got a presence He's got a profile uh, And this has just raised his profile across uh, Europe Alex There I was Sitting at the Indodrill Stadium in Alloa <laughs> Thinking This is the best soup I have ever the tasted The soup is tremendous And then Archie McPherson's notes blew away And he got up and walked away and said Carry on you <laughs> That So I thought, I'm, I'm commentating on a Rangers game here Where's he going? Yeah. You, you don't want to go back to the days surely Hugh <laughs> There have been a few stories They're both lovely by the way Just the weather that day wasn't, wasn't too It was a summer day as well wasn't it? Uh, thank you to Andy in Finiston Let's hear what John Kennedy had to say Of course Rangers won this title That's the way leagues uh, work But it was Celtic's failure to win at Tannadice yesterday Which sealed the deal for Rangers Here's John Kennedy for the most part, good in terms of performance level, good energy, you know, aggressive in a play, good running off the ball as well. Created loads and loads of chances, you know, in terms of uh, for a number of weeks, it's the most we've probably created. Um, but ultimately, you got to put the ball in the net, and we didn't manage to do that. So disappointed we didn't win the game. Everyone's disappointed, you know, um, us as much as the fans. Um, it's been a rough season, um, but ultimately we got to face up to the fact that we've you know, not been good enough this year, and Rangers have been better than us, and that's why why they've won the league. But you know, we've had such a a long spell of dominance, um, not just in the league, but in the competitions as well. You know, and this has been a setback for us. But we can't stand back and, you know, uh, feel sorry for ourselves and, and think, oh well, that's gone. We've got to keep driving forward because Scottish Cup to play for. You know, and then for the players, well, it's about moving forward, and make sure they're ready for the next challenge. When one wins and the other doesn't, one side always has a setback, and they, they get so concerned by it. Yep, there's been concerns this year, which we've got to address. You know, but. You know, massive overhauls don't often work, so we've got to be stable in terms of behind the scenes, know what we need to fix, and make sure we fix them. And let's bring in Terry in Cope Bridge. Terry, hearing from John Kennedy there as a Celtic fan, and I guess you knew this was coming eventually, but with it being sealed yesterday, how would you sum up your feelings now? Well, first of all, tip my hat to Rangers. I mean, it has been an incredible season for them. And the, the, we, 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 I mean, in hindsight, we should have seen it coming because Gerard was being very professional, but. The coup de grace, we administered the coup de grace ourselves. Um, There's nothing much. It was good to hear Laurie back on yesterday, Laurie from Deniston. And I mean, I know a lot of people call him the Deniston Dictionary. I tend to call him the crepuscular sesquipedalian. 
You Laurie's twin. Well, that, that'll be a good. Sorry. Are you Laurie's secret twin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, 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 what I'm does that mean? I'm looking at you there for some guidance, Terry. What does that actually mean? Well, crepuscular, crepuscular means active at twilight. Now, normally it's twilight. Laurie comes on and says Clippadalian. Somebody who uses big words, just like Alex Ray. <laughs> anyway, what about the football? Today? Yeah, I was expecting. I thought Alex Ray would have known that straight yes. off the bat, but never mind. But we've got a major rebuilding uh, coming up. And I mean, I think the way they've treated Lenny was terrible. Uh, it really was. I mean, that man was everything that a Celtic manager should be. And uh, I've been told to watch my language, but they weren't very good to him. But my real point is, my real point is, can I plead, plead from the bottom of my heart with the Rangers supporters to get off my case, to get off my back? I run... Um, it's merchandising, football merchandise, mainly Celtic stuff. And <laughs> you're going to know what my name is before I say it, but my name's Terry Monroe, and I have been hammered. There's seven of us in a group, all Terry Monroe's, because we're all getting hammered. There's a guy in San Francisco, he's not even a Celtic supporter, and all the Rangers supporters in North America are hammering him. Terry Monroe this, Terry Monroe that. They need to get off our case. Your surname is Seriously Monroe. Yes, my name is Terry Monroe and I run merchandising, mainly Celtic stuff. You imagine the grief that I'm getting. Alex Ray. Oh, look, look, it's gone beyond funny. It has gone beyond. That poor guy in San Francisco doesn't know what he's getting bombarded with. Hugh Keevans is so confused, Alex Ray. You're going to explain it to him. Ten in a row. What does Terry Monroe Terry sound Monroe. a bit like, Hugh? Oh, 10 in a row Yeah, so it's become this sort of like online Twitter thing And poor Terry Monroe from Coatbridge And apparently his namesake <laughs> in San Francisco is, It reminds me of like um, Have you ever seen that guy on Twitter called John Lewis? And every year when the John Lewis Christmas ad oh. comes out He gets bombarded but he's American And he's got no idea what's going on So on behalf of Terry Monroe's everywhere <laughs> We feel your pain, Alex Ray Oh, does, this, does this show ever Ever fail to surprise you It's box office It's absolutely it box office I thought it was on For some shameless plug For his yeah, memorabilia. Yeah. Send some in Terry For Hugh Keevans We'll get a picture of him Wearing a, a Terry Monroe t-shirt <laughs> Hugh Keevans We'll get him to sign them as well There's uh, a right. few doing the rounds I think there was one With Malaga or somewhere Some holiday stuff We Oh Santa Ponza I think that started yeah. on here uh, Right on a serious note Hugh The rebuild at Celtic it, it, It's official now I'd imagine it was underway anyway Or it should have been Interested to hear John Kennedy Say there Massive overhauls don't always work Well they'll need to try and make it work Because when you think of the number of players Who will be going anyway Back to their parent clubs uh, You think of those who will go out For good money Celtic Hope, Ayer, Edward, Perhaps Christie, who knows uh, there, There's a, a, a Massive overhaul required Whether John thinks they work or not uh, and what happened yesterday has intensified the need mm. uh, for that massive overhaul to be successful. And of course, we still don't have a clue who will be the manager of the club. I, I, I would have thought that this period we have now, Celtic don't play until the 21st of March. I would have thought that this period allows Celtic to say something. Because those old season ticket renewals mm. will be going out any day now. And I think the supporters are maybe due hearing from whether it's Dermot Desmond. Peter Lawwell is still getting paid. He's still on the, the payroll. 
Is somebody going to say something about Go- anything? Gordon, just quickly, one of the callers earlier on says about your chief executive, the manager, and potentially a few players going out. I was really surprised. That was one of the questions I was wanting to go back to Hugh before we went to a break earlier on. Is John Kennedy says he don't uh, doesn't think there'll be a large overhaul or it's not needed. For my my, my money, most certainly needs a, a big overhaul. Uh, Terry, before we let you go, have you got a middle name that you've thought of maybe using in the next c- couple of months, just until it all dies down? I was calling myself Tez. Tez, that'll do. That's, that's good enough for me. That was Terry Munro on the phone. Seriously, or as, as far as I can tell. Ah, this show, honestly. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We'll get the answers to your teaser and more calls next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans is here. Alex Ray as well, and we're on the phones and on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, I was asking you this question earlier. Can you name the six British players who've scored in a European knockout tie for the Old Firm since 2010? Um, you've got Ryan Kent so far, so you've got a bit of work to do. Brian. Yes, Nathan Patterson. Well done. Ryan Christie? No. Callum McGregor? Yes. Uh, James Forrest? No. Griffiths? No. Commons? No. Let's let's try and apply a bit of logic to this, a bit of reasoning, right? So you've you've covered <laughs> off you've covered for that. It's you've, been you've, Alec, you've covered off Rangers this season. Who did Rangers face knockout stages last season? Braga. And At Leverkusen. Okay. Did they score against Leverkusen? Obviously <laughs> Right Who scored it? I was <laughs> I'm trying to think who it was um... It's an unlikely one Camaro. N- even more unlikely For a number of reasons Because he's currently out on loan Alright oh, okay That would have been uh, Edmondson Yes George Big Edmondson deal. Right you've got two to get So I'm sure we'll get yeah. them Before the end of the season Let's bring in Ross in the south side Hi Ross Hi there How you doing guys okay? All good how are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. I want to make a kind of positive note about Celtic. I know that's a bit silly to say after this season, um, but I just feel like this is a time for us to look at the fringe players that have maybe not played this season. Um, is this maybe an opportunity for us to give them a chance to see what they've got coming out in the next season? Um, the boy Welsh, I think, has been so far, I think he's done well, um, but I would like to see some of the other guys that have maybe not had a chance this season. To see what they can bring to the table um, Just see what the guys thinking about that Well first of all there are two games against Rangers to be played uh, And I don't think that is the, uh, an opportunity to play fringe players However I do Having said that I know it feels that way now But these games They're never meaningless obviously But are these not edging towards meaningless? Can, can you no. get a more meaningless game than the ones that when the league's done? Uh, not against Rangers you can't no, That's what I'm saying I know they're never meaningless But in comparison to other Old Firm games I think Celtic Whether it's Rangers or anybody else After the split uh, They're trying to get out of this season With as much dignity as they can muster Now they're 20 points behind Rangers right now uh, That might go to 23 On the 21st of March Celtic are really needing to get out of the season With any amount of dignity left and uh, it'd be unfair, I think, to to put the young in there uh, on an experimental basis. You disagree with that, then, Ross? I, I do because I feel like we've had the likes of Christie and Rogic and um, Griffiths this season. It's not worked out. Mm-hmm. So I think what's the what's the harm in giving them a chance? See what they've got, and then who knows? Who do you, I, who I do, do you, feel. Who do you have in mind, Ross? 
Um, well, I think the boy um, Armstrong Okoflex, I know he's not had a chance. I think he's came on a, a few times and he has looked positive. Um, but I do feel like having the boy Welsh in there, I think he has kind of shown a bit of strength at the back with Ayer. Um, but I would like to see the boy Montgomery. He, I know he's on the bench and I know obviously I, I'm talking about somebody that's never played for Celtic, but I would like to see these players to see what they can bring to the table because I do feel that the likes of Roger and Christie and um, everyone is saying things I, I don't think they've had the heights this season so what's the chance in, in just changing it for the last seven or eight games he, he makes a valid point Gordon in terms of the the smaller clubs but not not a chance of you putting young kids in against the Rangers Rangers are still going to be uh, undefeated in the league this year so Celtic are most certainly John Kennedy's showcasing that he's a man to go forward whether that's possible is probably uh, beyond him but he still wants to try and get that opportunity. The more wins he get, gives his case. But so I don't see too many young kids. It's an interesting one, Ross. Hopefully, we'll revisit that in the coming weeks. So make sure that you stay in touch. It was nice to hear from you, Ross, in the south side. Uh, right here's something I want to talk to you about just before we go throughout the day on Clyde One. We've been celebrating International Women's Day, and it's no different for Super Scoreboard. You'll have heard Cat Harvey from Sunday mornings talking to the likes of Judy Murray and many more. Uh, inter- inspirational women I should say In sport and business And so on Here Kat's been speaking uh, With a well known Face and voice In Scottish football Sports broadcaster Ailey Barber Talking about her experience Of working in sport Hello I am Kat Harvey And joining me today For a catch up Is sports presenter Ailey Barber Now Ailey is the Highly popular anchor Of Sky Sports SPL coverage And also amongst All of her other jobs She is the face Of BBC Golf So how did you get Into the sports Broadcasting side of things? I remember being, yeah, I must have been about 14, um, maybe slightly younger, sitting watching Grandstand on a Saturday afternoon, which is what we always did before we went to the football, my dad and I. Uh, and Hazel Irvin presented for the first time on Grandstand. And I'd seen females presenting sport. And in Scotland, we had that already. But to see a Scottish woman presenting the biggest sports programme there was uh, on a Saturday afternoon was the one sort of trigger that made me think there's nothing that is different to Hazel that, that I was because, I mean, you hardly ever heard a Scottish accent on, on national BBC at that time. So a, a Scottish voice, a female Scottish voice, I thought that's what I want to do. I want to be like her. Now, football reporting can be quite a masculine environment. Have you ever experienced that? Um, I mean, I've had, you know when you make a mistake, I mean, you can make the smallest mistake. Like, <laughs> Odson Edward is not a name you should ever use both his names because it's too easy to say Edson Edward. <laughs> too easy. And I did that. Uh, I can't even remember when it was. I, well, Celtic game, obviously. And as much as there was people laughing about it because it was funny, there was also a number of people saying that that just proves I don't know what I'm talking about because Which- you just missed about two vowels. And that... That wouldn't happen to a man. No, that that's what's really annoying, isn't it? Because they wouldn't have yeah. said that to a male presenter. No, and I'm all I'm all for criticism and people having opinions. Not everybody's going to like every presenter or every reporter or every commentator or every person on the telly, and that is completely fine. But I think to be told you can't do your job because you're a woman is different to saying I don't think you're very good at your job because I don't like the way you do X, Y and Z if somebody says that to me fine I take that absolutely take that but if somebody says you're rubbish at your job and you don't know what you're talking about because you're a woman then that's something that's different 
And that's the bit we need to change. Ailey, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. Cheers, Kat. You can hear more about women in sport from Ailey Barber on our website. Yes, we're going to continue celebrating International Women's Day on Clyde One throughout the rest of today. Uh, Callum Gallagher will be joined by Kat Harvey uh, after we go eight o'clock. Uh, Hugh Evans is just so confused and uh, he's, he's now asking me what a Terry Monroe tattoo is. <laughs> uh, so maybe we could set that up. What's your next landmark birthday? Who get you a Terry Monroe tattoo for your birthday? Would you buy into that? Uh, no, I'm not having a tattoo. Okay. I'll have one of his t-shirts. He still looks a little bit confused about it all, so we'll try and um, we'll try and explain it at some point. But you two have work to do mm. um, on this teaser. Since 2010, six British players have scored in a European knockout tie for the old firm. You've got the likes of Nathan Patterson and Ryan Kent, quite easy recent ones. Uh-huh. George Edmondson recent as well, but a bit trickier. You've got Callum McGregor against Zenit. For Celtic Which means you're missing two They are one of each One Celtic And one Rangers You've almost done them in Sort of reverse Yeah we've done them in reverse Chronological order here So um, Do you remember Celtic played Inter Milan At Ronnie Dyla's time Do you remember Uh uh I think it was Was it a three all draw At Celtic Park I think it was a high scoring affair Nope This was um, It wasn't quite his debut I don't think But maybe only his it was one of his early games This guy He is a Scotland international He is no longer Playing up here though so, You know he's a team Down south I think I'll scoosh it if I do that uh, Right okay um, Did he play for any other clubs Up here? Dundee United Armstrong, Armstrong. Yes. yes Well done Shug <laughs> Armstrong And the last one We're going back a bit For this one So this is the Rangers one It was the 10-11 season yeah. And the opposition Were Sporting Lisbon Kevin Thompson No As far as wrong answers go though Not not, not the worst I've heard Big Jig mm, Now you're getting colder Alright okay There's a link between this guy and Kevin Thompson Whitaker. Yes there we go Stephen Never in doubt Whitaker. Just to clarify for any stewards inquiries It did not include people who were born here But represented other nations like Joe Rebo for instance yes. So there we go We got there in the end It was quite the weekend of Scottish football Rangers are the Premiership champions They have been running away with it For a long time And Celtic's failure to win yesterday Sealed the deal for Stephen Gerrard's side We've been trying our best To look back on it Lots going on Off the field as well And it looks like that side of things Will develop with that strong statement From Police Scotland uh, Which I read you not too long ago But the football never stops The stories never stop in Scottish football And we're back for more tomorrow Six o'clock Roger Hanna and Gordon DL And you Hopefully Make sure you join us then And in the meantime Callum Gallagher is up next